Hi there and welcome to Abroad with Care, the 10-minute podcast that makes health easy for expats in Asia. My name is Andrea and every day I help expats make the most of their life abroad. With this podcast, you will finally get the practical answers you need on budgets, hospitals, maternity and many more topics. Twice a month, leading experts will share advice and tips to help you protect yourself and your family. This podcast is created in partnership with April International, a leading insurance services group supporting expats when it matters. Summer is almost over and many of us have travelled overseas to see our loved ones or even managed to go on holiday. Now it's time to go through quarantine, alone or with your family. In today's episode, Kadok Snell, Senior Physiotherapist at Hong Kong Sports Clinic, shares with us her advice for surviving and thriving in your hotel room. A bit of a spoiler alert, but I'm a big fan of her advice for keeping kids entertained during this period of time. But first, let's hear Marie's story. Last January, she experienced a three-week quarantine in Hong Kong. This was quite a shock for her, as she was initially prepared for a two-week quarantine period. Let's hear some of her coping tips. Yeah, for me, the main challenge uh, for uh, during this period was uh, really to avoid the mental breakdown. I would say that first it was detox. So I didn't drink any alcohol during uh, the three weeks and I only eat, uh, ate uh, healthy food most of the time. I also um, motivated myself to work out every day. So I tried to train uh, at least 30 minutes or one hour per day because, um, you know, since you are not moving a lot, uh, you're not tired, then you can easily have troubles to sleep. So at the end, you'll go out of it more tired than uh, you used to be with the uh, jet lag. I also like uh, uh, took care of my uh, of myself. I think it's important to take the time that you usually don't have to treat yourself. And for me, it was all around a you know a complete uh, skincare routine. Uh, okay, you have to focus on your physical well-being, but also on your mental well-being. I think it's really important. And for instance, uh, on my side, I tried to figure out how I could make this time profitable uh, to make my brain work and uh, improve my knowledge on different topics. So for instance, yeah, I listen to uh, lots of podcasts and to learn more about uh, entrepreneurship and empowerment. And also I tried to keep as much as I could the link with the outside world. So I FaceTime a lot of my friends, my family. Also, I would say that it's really important uh, to keep a routine. So in the morning, it's great if uh, if you could like uh, dress up um, so that you are already in the mood, you know, to start working and you're already and you're really awake and just yeah, enjoy the time to uh, to be with yourself and get to know yourself and uh, just uh, take care of yourself and do whatever you want. So hi, Kadio. Hi, how are you going? Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Thanks for having me. Many expats, such as Marie, have had to quarantine for extended periods of time. To begin today's episode, it's important to understand what the consequences of quarantining can be, uh, whether it's 7, 14 or 21 days, on our physical and mental health and well-being. So could you give us a bit of an overview of some of the common effects? Yeah, sure. Um, Quarantine is often an unpleasant experience. Um, People experience loss of freedom, uncertainty over their disease status and boredom can also create a lot of dramatic effects. Obviously, the longer you're in quarantine, the worse it is on your physical and mental health. 
With regards to your physical health, um, we can go through a couple of points um, that are the main factors really that will influence your health. Uh, number one is the lack of movement, um, which is quite an obvious one as you don't have the freedom to walk about. Uh, number two is your immune system can weaken quite a bit. You've got decreased vitamin D, which is uh, key in building a robust immune system, uh, but also just the lack of movement and sitting and not having uh, free and open choices with regards to your nutrition can also be an issue. Um, so all in all, sedentary behavior and, and low levels of physical activity can affect uh, the health negatively and as well as well-being and the quality of life of these individuals. So a lot of relaxation techniques um, should be used as tools to try and help people calm down and try and protect their health during this time. What about our mental health? How is it affected by staying in lockdown for long periods of time? If we look at the mental aspect, many people in quarantine have reported the following symptoms. Stress, fatigue, worry, insomnia, irritability. And that's just to name a few. It's important to have activities that keep your mind stimulated, like puzzles, games and quizzes. And make sure you make time to contact your family and friends using video calls. And in addition, many people have reported that eating well can also be quite tough during quarantine periods. Um, I suppose food provided by hotels can maybe not be healthy. And also, if you're at home, it can be easy to fall into temptation of the comfort foods. Um, so what tips could you give us to maintain a healthy diet and lead a healthy lifestyle during quarantine? It's really difficult uh, with this situation because some of it's out of your control. And I know with the Singapore situation, you don't know which hotel you're going to be going to. So a lot of the advice that I give people is to plan and try and find out what food would be available and what resources would be available. But if they don't know where they're going, they can't do that. So luckily in Hong Kong, you can choose which hotel you're going to. Um, so you can do some of your research in advance. A lot of people have anxiety around food shortages, so they end up buying way too much food, and most of the time it's packaged or long life, and they tend to avoid buying the fresh stuff. So a lot of people gain a lot of weight, and they reduce the intake of antioxidants. So the best thing to do, if you can, is plan and schedule. So check the menu in advance, have a look at your macros, see what sort of protein, carbs, etc. they're going to be um, serving you and then try and substitute that by planning in advance to have food dropped off for you. If it's possible, see if you could get a microwave because that could be quite a game changer with regards to what you can and cannot make within your own hotel room. I know in Hong Kong, if you're in, in quarantine for more than three weeks, uh, they do give you access to a microwave. Uh, if not, it might be worth asking someone to bring one for you or even dropping off a Nutribullet or a blender so you could make some juices um, or smoothies. Non-perishables in advance is important. If you could pack a bag and let someone come and drop it off for you, that would really be quite helpful. And then once in quarantine, schedule your meals. I think that's the most important thing. It's quite easy to snack throughout the day. So I think you need to be quite diligent and make sure that you have a time for breakfast, time for lunch, time for dinner, and then try and keep regular sleeping times as well. And then, yeah, I know everyone doesn't have the financial ability to be able to order food every single day, like Nutrition Kitchen in Hong Kong. So the best thing to do is have some healthy snacks just in case you do get a meal and it's really not nice at all or doesn't have the nutritional value that you want. So things like nuts and seeds, fruits, fresh or dry, 
um, some oats, vegetables or ingredients to whip up a quick salad or a wrap, and then some healthy crisps. Mm, those are some great tips. I mean, we've discussed healthy eating, but what advice could you give us to also remain active and exercise? I think that's the other part of this. Um, the, the two go hand in hand with regards to remaining healthy within your quarantine period. So the World Health Organization recommends about two and a half hours of moderate intensity exercise or 75 minutes of vigorous intensity physical activity per week or a combination of the two. So a lot of this can be achieved at home or in quarantine with no special equipment or limited space. So again, scheduling is crucial. There are countless ways to stay active depending on your interests and normal activity level. Some of my patients have gotten their bikes delivered to their hotel room and brought their home trainers, and they've spent hours on Zwift, which is an app where you can train and ride with other people around the world. You can also have a small bag of goodies that can be dropped off with you with a mat, a band, maybe some small weights, etc. This can be dropped off with your food. Find your workouts in advance, though, either on YouTube or you can use an app such as Down Dog for yoga, the Nike training app or home workout. If you want something designed for you, you can talk to your PT or physiotherapist to assist with a program delivered to you via an app called True Coach or PhysiTrack. Many of my patients have continued their rehab through their quarantine and travels. Mm. I mean, you've briefly mentioned sleep before, and I know that for many of us, lack of sleep has also been a challenge during quarantine periods. What tips um, can you give us to overcome this challenge? I think everybody knows their sleep patterns, and I think it's important to try and keep it the same as what you're used to. So bring your own pillow if you know you're a fussy sleeper. Try to sleep and wake up at the same time every day. I think that's quite important because a lot of people tend to sleep in just because they have the luxury of doing so, but it's important to get out of bed, get dressed as if you're going to be out and about throughout your day, um, and then in the evening, obviously, get into your PJs and hop into bed. Uh, Try switch off all your electronic devices 45 minutes before you want to sleep. Try and read a little bit before you go to bed. You can drink some chamomile tea before you sleep. Eye masks and earplugs can be a game changer, especially if you don't know where you're going with the instance of Singapore. So you never know if there might be some noise or construction or people next door uh, making a racket or having a bit of a dance party. You can try to block them out. If you have insomnia, you can try some sleep meditations before bed. There are a few apps like Headspace, Calm, or 10% Happier. And then again, going back to exercise, that's really, really important because the busier you stay in the daytime, uh, the more you'll crave sleep when it comes to nighttime. So if you're watching Netflix all day, it will be extremely hard for your body to understand your circadian rhythm. Mm, I mean, you've shared some great tips and the apps that you've mentioned are great. Um, When it comes in the family setting, though, many parents can fear um, that their children might be suffering from quarantine. So what can parents do to make this experience easier to overcome for their children? I think this is um, extremely important, especially for younger kids. Some of my friends who've had their toddlers in quarantine have actually come out and said their kids have changed and they react a lot differently to interaction with people, which is quite interesting. So hotels are very sterile environments for your child, and they're not able to do much exploratory pay. So finding ways to incorporate sensory play into your child's routine can be a wonderful way to kill a few hours while giving them 
important input. So for younger children between the ages of two and four years old, some great ideas are shaving cream, rice, pasta, water beads, paints, or pom-poms. You could also use Play-Doh. Using food dye to color the rice or shaving cream to experiment with color mixing is also a great idea. Have a series of cups, spoons, and jars available to practice scooping, pouring, and mixing. For older children, you can incorporate early math and literacy skills by shaping letters or numbers out of Play-Doh or drawing them in rice or shaving cream. It's important to let your kids have video calls with loved ones so they are able to get that human contact during this time. Kids also need exercise. If your kids are too young, they can be substituted for some of your weights. If they are a little older, they can join you with some of your workouts. Keep it fun, keep it mobile, make it a game so they stay motivated and interested. You've provided some great insight into such a relevant topic. So thanks again for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Abroad With Care. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any health-related topics. Your friends may have the same questions as you, and you can help them out by sharing this episode with them. Do you want to know more regarding health insurance? April International is here for you. Find out more information at asia.april-international.com.